0: God is in the center of our lives. And we move everything that's in our way to stay right there with Him. We dwell in a secret place of the Most High. And God said to me this morning, I want you to release like never before. And it's not in the form of volume, it's in the form of fire releasing tongues of fire. Every second it gets greater. There's a shift that's taking place in our lives right now for the greater. God is adding people in our lives, adding locations, adding things for the greater. And he is taking things away. Let him take them away. Don't ask any questions. Just let him take them away. And be glad that they are behind. We have an ability to go backwards and pick things back up again. But that's not Christ-like because it is finished regarding the past. We don't ever have to encounter that again. God said, keep your eyes open like never before and keep your ears open like never before. Cause when he show up through you, when you show up for him, It exposes every evil deed, every evil lie. It may look like it's chaotic. It may look like it's going down. It may look like it's decreased. It may look like it's a separation. It may look like things about to crumble down. But we have the power to speak words of life regarding anything, any person, or any place, at any time, at any time. So what are we saying about the issues of life, even regarding ministry? If you notice a change, then what are we saying about it? If you see differences, then what are we doing about it? God is not looking at nobody but the vessel that he chooses to use, specifically every individual, and that is us. God say, when I say I am not a man, I did not speak in a form of a gender. I am not a flesh. When I say I am not a man, when I use the word man, like son of man, and you are a son of men, men and man means people. I am not a people that I will lie. Because Allah did my son, everybody lied. Everybody lied. Everybody fell short. Before you enter into your mother's womb, you have fell short. You have fallen short. You fell short. And because I shaped and molded you because of another man, you have became righteous. You were made right. God said, you don't ever, I don't ever have to worry again. We don't ever have to care again. There are two different types of cares. One is with emotion due to great change regarding a person, place, or a thing. And one is emotion based upon fear, worry, guilt, doubt, and unbelief. And those, the cares that God wants us to cast that type of care, he wants us to cast cast. That fear over to me. Cast that worry. Over to me. Cast that doubt over to me. Cast those problems over to me. Cast those bills over to me. Cast that report over to me. Cast them children over to me. Cast that merch over to me. Cast those family members over to me. Cast that ministry over to me. Cast your pockets over to me. Cast your heart over to me. Cast your mind over to me. Cast your soul, your will over, your being over to me. For I care that much for you. Christ said the keys that he took back from Satan. He put them in our hands. Every individual are walking with the keys. Christ said, I don't need them. I knew no sin and became sin that you be free from sin. So here you go. Here are the keys. Satan is bound by those chains and He can never be unchained again And you're holding the keys Even if you're walking under his influence You still have the keys Even when you make up your bed in hell You still have the keys Even though you abuse social media You still have the keys Even though you talk about your neighbor Gossip about your neighbor Or think about yourself being selfish Being stubborn Being dismayed You still have the keys When you walk in fear about how you're going to get to the next point You still have the keys When you're walking in disbelief you still have the keys when you walk in with not a kingdom mind, but walking a mindset of the world. You still have the keys. Whether you drink or smoke, you still have the keys. Whether you sleep with the same sex or not, you still have the keys. Whether you married the wrong person or not, you still have the keys. Whether you commit any crime, any murder, you still have the keys. You can blow up your entire family, but yet you still have the keys. You can be convicted truthfully or falsely. You still have the keys. You can be misunderstood. You still have the keys. You can sign your assignment and give it over prematurely, you still have the keys. You can be religious, you can be child-minded, and you still have the keys. You can buy back, you still have the keys. You can backslide, you still have the keys. You can lie, you still have the keys. You can steal, you still have the keys. It's not going to change the fact that I got up and giving you back the keys. You hold the keys of death, and that proves... The abundance of life. It proves that you were in the issues of life, and it shows that only that surround you have nothing in you now because you have the keys. Whether we look at God and praise and worship Him, and not love those we see every day, we still have the keys. Those who serve. Allah, those who serve any other false god, Buddha, Hindu, whoever, they still have the keys. If the keys are not behavior based, they sacrificial pace and Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. Thank God that we under a new covenant that is not behavior based. We will fall short every second that we breathe because we're not aware what it is to have the keys. Satan can never take those keys from you. He may try to take your joy. He may try to take your family. He may try to take God's promises. He may try to take your dignity. He may try to take your security, take your self-esteem, take your money, take your house, take anything about you, but he cannot take the keys. He cannot stop God's plan, but he can use us To deny or delay the plan. He can't stop it. Many who went home prematurely who have not fulfilled the assignment, who have not fulfilled the promises, who have not seen exceedingly while they were here in the earth. But it doesn't change the fact that God has written it. It is what it is. He is who he is. That can never change. So when we're talking words that are not of love, not of the fruits of the spirit. We're coming from another world that we don't originate from, and that is evil principalities. Those words are coming from that place. We are operating from that place. When we are even looking on social media to see who's doing what we are making certain phone calls and talk about this and that. Lying up at night saying this and that. Even having it in our hearts about this and that. Because this going on, I'm going to give 50% of me because people giving 50% of them. I'm not excited as I used to be. I'm not honored as I used to be. I don't honor as I used to. I used to be early than on time. Now I come whenever I want to because I'm just not in it anymore. I'm just not excited anymore. And God said, what about the keys? You weren't about Sam, I am. What about the keys? What about the keys? Let me give you a powerful word before I get out of here. Your life, my life, is already written. And if we're not careful about ministry and the purpose of it and thinking about anything else, Satan will come in and try to rob us of our personal identity in Christ. He knows what season that we are in. And that's why he tried to bring the opposite towards us so we cannot possess If you're in the season of marriage, he's going to try to cause a division or separation amongst you two. Try to have words spoken over you that God didn't say so you cannot possess the promise. When it comes to anything, anything of God, it could be a financial breakthrough. He's going to try to turn your attention to think about fear, thinking about worry regarding your income. Because your breakthrough is right there. Because God is the source of all things, especially income, because we all have an outcome. He already taking care of our outcome. So you can imagine what the income is going to be like. And income is not just dollars, income is not just diamonds. Income comes with demons. That we have to constantly cast down. Because if we act in a stubborn way, that's an evil spirit. If we act in a patient way, that's a good spirit. Those are the attributes of God. The attributes of you and I. His character, our character. It's not what we do. It's not striving to become. That's who we are. We are love. How can he be love and we not and we in his image? We are peace. We are. We're carriers of peace. We're carriers of patience. Kindness. We're carriers of that. Now we release the opposite of that. Then we are not releasing who we really are. Christ's responsibility was to represent who we originally are in a world that had us to fall short as to who we originally not because of one man. And because of Christ, the other man, he came here to fulfill. He represented the kingdom and he represented the citizens of the kingdom very well. He came to represent us. He didn't come for himself. He given us the keys. He said, I didn't need the keys. I got the keys for you. You became sick. Here go the keys back in your hand. I'm sitting down now. The mother asked her sons to go to Christ and asked to sit at his right hand, his right side. Woman, that's not my side to give. Why would you want to sit elsewhere when you can sit where I am seated? Why you want to be beneath who you are? When you are who you are, you are the righteousness of God. You sit in that his right hand. You sit where your Lord sit. I'm a Lord of you, Lord. I'm a king of you, king. When it comes to having, know what you want to ask for regarding the having. Does the having produce eternal results to benefit everyone or do it only benefit oneself be careful with the asking because when we ask for the things we ought to ask for God takes great care of us without even asking he knows what we like without us even acknowledging it to him he know that he know that land he know that property He know that location. See, we thinking about one location. He thinking about multiple. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) How does three houses sound? How does four sound? Because you're going to need multiple homes if you're going around the world to impact people's lives. How about having a home in every nation? (laughs) My spiritual mom say, ask God for the moon. You know, that whole week that she said that God showed me a full moon, not a crescent moon, not a adjacent moon. A full moon. Like here, Credicia, you want the moon? (laughs) God. We ask too small. And I'm not saying not to ask for what you want to have. But when you ask due to it being purposeful. See, if I just want a house and think about me, a husband and kids, that's so, that's in a box. How can everybody in the earth benefit from that vision? No, I'm gonna need multiple homes because I'm gonna go to multiple places. And I'm not gonna just be paying for no hotels, I'm gonna have a house here. You understand? These are things that God is doing in us guys. You don't have to go on no cruise. It's going to be your ship. <laughs> oh God. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. God already taking care of that. Those things come. Along. With him. But we have to seek him first. Because when we seek him. He's teaching us. He's building up our character. So we're going to have to hear. Not now sometimes. Or no sometimes. Or be patient. Because patience. Worketh itself. Because faith worketh patience. And if patience worketh itself by patience, having its perfect work, we will be blessed and entirely wanting nothing. Do you know what that's like, the want nothing? We think about things, we want to go to the store. We want to go to get this. We want to get those shoes. You, you would want nothing. <laughs> From shopping at the mall to owning the mall. You don't want nothing. Going into territories and owning territories. Buying territories. Buying islands. Buying nations. You don't want nothing. God is like who's willing to believe like that? Who's willing to take risks like that? It don't just fall in your lap. You got to take those steps of faith and take those steps of faith and take those steps of faith because without faith, it's impossible to please me. You can go on mission trips and feed people and the supply going to run out. You're not going to give them all in your bank account. You're not going to empty out your account for a specific country or a nation. Then you're going to think that you're going to need you ever giving somebody all you have in your pockets and you're like, "That I gave them all that. Now they're eating and you're sitting there wondering how you're going to get fed. But we have food. They will never grow hungry again. We have water. They will never go thirsty again. So how about we go to nations releasing word? How about we go to nations and even lift up food and see it multiply. You know, what's so amazing about that story, that testimony, I didn't read that Jake, that Jesus ate with them. I just know that he lifted it up and he blessed it and he given it over to them because he takes more pleasure watching us. Enjoying us, enjoying him. He fasted more than he ate any natural food. And God revealed that to me today. He fasted more than he ate natural food. He ate more spiritual food than anything while he was here. Even at the seaside, when some of the disciples were toiling all night to get that fish, he at the seaside, (laughs) at the already, you know, risen, cooking breakfast, cooked enough for all of them. He knew he was going to encounter them. He knew he was going to feed them. He told told Peter, bring some of what you have. Like, in other words, don't bring all that fish over here. (laughs) We're not going to need all that fish, Peter. And guess what Peter did anyway? After he swam over there and Greek Christ, somehow Peter ended up with that net of all that fish. And that's why Christ said, Peter, do you love me more than these? He's not talking about the disciples. He would not even refer to us as these. These are a form of things. He would have said them because we are people. He would say, do you love me more than them or love me more than they? He said, do you love me more than these? You love me more than this fish, Peter? Because I told you to bring some of it. You bought all of it. Because you thought about your income. As a fisherman, you thought about this is your come up season. You thought about, you know, how you're going to get your wife's hair done, her nails done. Thinking about how you're going to get your kids good. Buy them things. Eat good. How y'all going to distribute all the money. Split it up. You're feeling yourself, Peter, because of that fish. But do you love me more than this fish? No. I don't love the fish more than you. I love you more than the fish. Feed my sheep. He was promoting Peter, taking Peter out of his nine to five, having Peter to be in four time ministry right there. He used the fish to release him. Do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than that job? Do you love me more than the things that you say you love? Then feed my sheep. So I took you from being a fisherman to making you a fisher of men. Hmm. Powerful. Quanisha, do you love me more than these? Yes, I do. Feed my sheep. And he said, my sheep knows my voice. I said, I would draw all men nigh. You understand, guys? Christ came and represented us very well to come and do what he came to do for us to be brought back into our original state, our original identity. He did not play around with the assignment. In John 14 through 18, he stated to God, Father, now is the time to glorify thy son. It wasn't even a Passover. He had no idea that he was going to be betrayed during the Passover. God didn't tell him that. Even when he released the disciples to go to that room, the man that owned that room to prepare for the supper, tell him to give you the cleanest room, the biggest room. And sent them over there to go get it. Even when it came to the lamb. I mean, excuse me, the donkey. Get this type of donkey. One who never been written before. <clears throat> and they go in the name of Christ. And telling them something that they probably feel like, oh God, they're going to probably say they're not giving up no donkey. And guess what they did? they giving up the donkey and giving him a form of praise. Hosanna. 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 In the highest The highest. Hallelujah. He didn't know that he was going to be betrayed. God don't tell us everything. He don't tell Christ everything. That's why he said, I only do what I hear my father say. I only do what he do. I only say what he says. That means I have to hear his voice to follow his instructions. Because if I knew everything, I wouldn't have to hear his voice. I would just go and do on my own. I don't even know when I'm coming back to receive you guys back to a place I prepare for you. And the Bible it says, say no one knows but God. But we can discern Christ is not coming back when it's filled with destruction and calamity and distress and chaos. He's coming back. He said to find his name, exalted amongst the land, exalted amongst the earth. That's the purpose of witnessing. If he was coming back to find terror, he would have been came. He has not come yet because he's coming to find exaltation. That's not all the way spreading yet. That's why we here to spread the good news. So when it reaches every soul, there goes the exaltation. And I said, Christ, well, if everybody right now say, what must I do to be saved? Are you going to come back that day? He said, "Mm -mm. I'm going to enjoy being exalted. (laughs) In other words, you have some time, Quenisha. (laughs) I'm going to have you guys enjoy being on earth as it is in the kingdom. For a while before I decide to come in glory. I want you guys to enjoy the glory. I'm not going to just have you look at it and and experience a little bit and then I come. No, I want you to enjoy that time. Because I am a good Lord. I am a good shepherd. That's why you shall not want. So what are you wanting that you should not even want? Why do you even have a need? If you have any of those, then I am not your shepherd. Because what comes with me is no wants and no needs. So stop worrying about things. There are two forms of cares. There are one form. There's one form when God said cast the cares unto me. That care come with fear. That care come with worry. That care, that care, excuse me, come with pain, doubt, unbelief. But the care that God wants us to have, when he say he so loved the world, he cares for us. Cast that care of doubt and evil down. Because I care for you with the love. I care for you with the joy. I care for you with the peace. I care for you with the patience. I care for you with the kindness. I care for you with the gentleness, the generosity, the faithfulness. I care for you with the self-control. So why are you working on trying to control yourself, trying to control your temper, trying to be slow to speak, trying to become better? Do you know you already became? You have the keys. Do you know you already are and not striving to be? You have the keys. And when it comes to healing, receiving from God, we wait for him to release. Well, he already released. We have the keys. Tap into who you are. Tap into who he is, which is on the inside of you. You are on the inside of you. He is on the inside of you. The whole kingdom on the inside of you. Tap into it. Discover it. God said to me, This was our responsibility back in return to Christ's responsibility to us. He came to represent the kingdom on our behalf, that we be free from sin and be brought back to our original identity. And Christ did it so well. He did not play around. He came to fulfill and he went back home like he said. Now, here we are back in our original identity, being brought back. Now, we have the ability to take back. Now, our responsibility is to release Christ here. See, he released who we originally are here due to him coming here for us. Now our responsibility is to do the same thing in return, is to represent him well. We have to be like him, talk like him, because he came here talking like us, how we originally supposed to talk, before one man fell short, falling short, fell short. Now we have responsibility to talk like him, walk like him, love like him. So how much do we really honor what he have done for us? Now, all he wants is for us to do it back in return by releasing who he is and what he have done. Because he's never, ever changed. He never, ever changed. He stays the same. God never changed. God also stays the same. And we in our original identity, we have the keys. We always Stay the same. It does not mean not to increase. It means stay knowing who we are at all times. God said, "This could, everything goes in two ways. It can only be my way or Satan's way." God say "At any time, even with Satan, at any time, that we can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, then we could be changed. Now, even under Satan's influence, at any time, we can see earthly realities. We can see earthly realities, hear Earth realities." And comprehend and perceive earthly realities, then we become change into what we see here and understand earthly. So, what reality is dominating in our life? With God, there is no twenty percent, there is no eighty percent, there is no ninety-eight percent, there is no ninety-nine percent. With God, it's either one hundred or it's none, no percent. So Christ came to represent us. Now we've been tagged to represent him. So how are we going to represent him? We're going to go all out for him. We are going all out for him. And I'm not playing around. There's a time to laugh and there's a time to play. I'm on my, my alarm just went off because I'm about to get out the door. I had no idea I was going to record. God is just that intentional. Quick testimony. Before I bought my Lincoln Continental I was going to get a Mustang. A friend of the family was selling her Mustang for 5000 And you know, you don't say nothing like, that's it? Because they can raise the price. But I was like, oh, that's good. And this everything brand new. She never really, no you know, driven it. She had other vehicles. And it was green. I mean, excuse me, it was a burnt orange. And I was going to get it painted. You know, the little glitter shim on it with the little shine. For some reason, I felt like I was in Malibu. I was going to get it, you know, painted pink with that glittery shine. Like, I'm in Malibu somewhere. I really was going to have that. <laughs> about to make that transaction, make that phone call. And God spared me. I had no idea. God said, don't get that car. I'm like, don't get it. God said, get the Lincoln. That was half off than, you know, the 5000 But still, I wanted, to, I wanted the Mustang. I'm like, I'm about to get this Mustang. It's a convertible, too. I'm about to get this Mustang, Father. Don't get the Mustang, Quinesha. Okay, God, I'm not. He don't have to go into into detail. Sometimes he'll tell you after the fact. Show you why he had you to listen. Because when I had that Lincoln, I used to race it all the time. My mother had no idea I was racing. No one did. I would go in my car while my son is in daycare. I'm off work. or I take off a vacation. Because I, you know, I had enough to do that, saved up enough and made enough. Racing up and down Willow Road, racing up and down Southern Avenue. Recklessly driving like that. I was racing so much that I was even offering to race a bus driver. He looked at me like, I can't race you, I'm driving a bus. I got people on here, I'm on the clock. Are you really trying to race me? I put that car in, you know, electronics. It had different modes on it. So it tilted to the side like I'm in Cali somewhere. Right up and down Southern Avenue like that. soon as the light changed, whew. Then a couple of days after I stopped doing it for a while, I'm on my way to work. I hear this, boom. Everybody like, what in the world just happened? I ride past and see a car filled with smoke. It was like it became crisp. People outside on both ends of the streets, right across the street from the hospital, UMC, that used to be called Greater Southeast. And it was a massive explosion. The car blew up. And I asked, what happened? There's always somebody around who knows what happened. It made the news and everything. Two women my age were racing up Southern Avenue, and they were to stop at Southern Avenue station, but they lost control and ran into a power pole that shocked the car and sparked, as it was falling, the power pole, all the electricity falling on that vehicle, and it caught fire, and it was so bashed in that the girls was like, they were bashed inside of metal, they couldn't get out. The doors were bashed in. They couldn't move. Their feet were bashed in underneath. The airbags busted out and it kept them like they couldn't even move their chest. They was like they was smothered inside the car. And people from the hospital coming out, paramedics, doctors coming out, police coming out, people from the neighborhood coming out, telling them to get out, trying to coach them how to get out. But they couldn't come near. It was on fire. And the girl's like, help us, help us, please. they try to get the seatbelts off. They couldn't. they try to open the door. It was too, you know, too dented in. Couldn't even open it. Couldn't even touch the, the knob. Then all of a sudden, boom, right in everybody's face, they blew up. And God said, Quenisha, had you bought that Mustang, that could have been you. That could have been you. I had you get the slower car, the Lincoln, because you would not have handled a Mustang racing up and down the street like that. I spared you. And then I had a Sonata SK350. God said, get rid of it. Got rid of it. Last year, got rid of all of them. The last car I gave away. You can keep it. I don't even want it. Because God said don't bring nothing of the past in the future. And that was definitely of the past. God said I'm taking you higher. But it's going to cost you some things. Are you willing to go without him telling me these words? He didn't say though. He's not going to say those words. He's going to demonstrate that. By having us to go through a change of life where everything go and we just have him and we thinking that is a negative thing or is this happening is that no it's actually because of increase. Now everything that I'm teaching you now you have no distractions because it's just me and you. So now that you're listening now you know how to keep the things I'm about to release unto you. Without wisdom you cannot keep a house. You'll be up crying Praying and believing me to pay that mortgage. No matter how many jobs you have. You still going to find yourselves worrying. Like we always do. Celebrities worrying right now. Have all that income in their. your income in their bank accounts. And still worried. Still confused. Still angry. Still upset. Because happiness, joy, love. Doesn't come with money. It comes from God. God puts money in our hand, but he wants to show us how to, you know, respond to what he put in our hand. I was a say I saved up, but I also spent too because I had enough to spend, but I never consult with God with my spending. Going on cruise ships Taking my son in and out the country We in St. Thomas We in St. Martin We are in Bahamas We are, you know, all over Malibu, I mean not Malibu, Miami Me and this 15-month-old baby They got child care on the, on the ships For parents who want to enjoy themselves You know how much I had to pay for that? Those not cheap, you know, things to do I didn't care, I paid for him to keep my child where I could have some fun. I had to keep a walkie talkie on me so they could call me when something happens with my child. But I knew my child don't really do much. He just, you know, eat, sleep and play. That's all he did in there. He's a playful kid. That was it. Sometimes they only watch him for probably like three hours and that's probably like, you know, it's 100 an hour, probably 150 an hour. We didn't care. I didn't care. Let me tell you all God spared me on that ship. I had heels on on my way to the club. And, you know, a lot of water was coming on. And it's got a lot of water on the ship because you have different pools. You have jacuzzis, hot tubs, cold tubs, bubble tubs, <laughs> salt water, clear water, fresh water. And it was very slippery. Me and these other people were on there like we had heels on. Walking down the steps at the top of the ship. Now, if you lost your balance, you may have went over. We had to walk very slow. And it was rocking, especially at night. Because of the current. And God said, I spared you. From slipping and falling, Gwadisha. All of you, actually. Because we weren't even thinking straight. Who wear heels on a slippery surface on top of the ship? It was like a ladder that we had to go down, not climb up, go down with stilettos on Why it's wet and slippery and the ship walking back and forth. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> How about I was in Bahamas drinking bahama mamas it was only 750 at that time it's probably much more now for to get how many you know to get a refill i mean it's 750 for a coconut and they just fill it up they said you want it strong or you know medium or weak i said have it medium i don't want it to be too twisted out here i bought me a you know a bag of weed oh god <laughs> oh god i'm on the beach <laughs> didn't even get in the water I'm just so pressed to be by that drink station. You say a 754 all-day drink? All day. And I kept drinking all day. What if I would have passed out sleep twisted? They're not gonna wake you up. Hey, the, the ship about to leave. You gotta come on. They're not gonna go out looking for you. And what if I fell asleep on the beach? I would have woke up, the ship was gone. <laughs> you understand? Know all my information is in my purse. I only bought credit cards with me. I wasn't gonna bring no purse to the beach. And what if I didn't? I went to sleep. God made sure I stayed up, even though I was intoxicated. That one bag of weed did it for me with those drinks that day. I was like, "Uh." uh. And thank God I didn't fall asleep. Who knows? I would have been stuck there and trying to figure out how I'm gonna get back home. Where's your passport on the ship? And it, it would have been a way that they could get me back because they would have verified everything. But it would have took some time. That wouldn't have been pleasing to wake up and the ship gone. Hold up. I don't even know where I'm at. I'm, just, and I'm at the beach. I don't know nothing about Bahamas. I don't know where to go to. I don't know where to go. Oh, my gosh. And I wasn't going to go with none of the men because they were just like all over the guest that was there. We have visitors, and they were showing out for their visitors. So I wasn't going to go to them or something I think. But I thank God that it didn't. How many times he spared you? God said, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open like never before during this time. Because Satan is being very trickery, very manipulating and trying to use ministry to do it. You know why? Because even us as members in the body can come under his influence. That's why he's trying to use ministry to tear each other up and tear each other down. But we have to stand firm. Just stay with this. Stay with this. Christ came and did what he done for us. And we always fall at his feet when we think about the crucifixion and the resurrection. When we think about chameleon, period, we get so emotional. Because that's not easy for him to go through. I've seen the pictures of him in a vision. And I drew them. He had pieces of flesh. Mel Gibson movie, Passion of Christ, that's just a small piece of what he actually went through. The Passover, the betrayal, all of that happened Thursday night. Friday, dead. Saturday, dead. Sunday, on the third day, not after the third day, on the third day, which was Sunday, he have risen. So the whole Thursday night, all up to 12 midnight to make Friday, which count for a day, he was beaten. We can't even take a butt whooping for a couple of minutes. He went hours of being brutally beaten, spat on. And if you see those thorns that they put in his head, it, it, oh God. It pierced some parts of his brain. Is they, they were thick, long thorns. Some of them broke. Cause they tried to jam it so hard. Blood all in his hair. Cuts everywhere. You can't even recognize his body. Blood everywhere. Whole body red. Blood dripping on the ground. Flesh dripping. And they give this man a cross to carry. Very heavy, very tired, very hurting everywhere. So much pain. I have to pick that up and carry it. One man tried to help, they start beating on him. This is the part that gets me when they nail him to the cross. You know how much I used to try to like. Not stab my finger, but like poke my finger as hard as I can in the middle to see just like how that can feel. My God, a nail going through. And it wasn't no small like a thumb top. It was a big nail that went through each hand, each foot. He say I thirst. They gave him vinegar. No water. Vinegar and no a sponge. he knew what he had to go through for us when John in the island of Patmos in Revelation sometimes the Bible go back and forth it can rewind back to time to the beginning that's not written in Genesis it could go back and forth it could get more detailed and John was more detailed about Satan getting kicked out in Revelation that could have been talked about in Genesis but God used John with that Revelation John the Revelator John the Theologian and, guys, as soon as Satan got kicked out, Christ stood up and said, now it's time for salvation. <laughs> it, coming from home in the flesh here, go through all what you've been through for us. And now we are responsible to release you here because you did your part and it's time for us to do ours. To demonstrate you and be a representative of you, it takes my worship to a whole nother level and my excitement and my hunger, my determination, my zeal. I'm in this for Him. For Him. When we think about Him, we become bold. We don't think about ourselves when, it's, when we think about Him. Because He did that for us. He did that. I don't even think he ate any of that fish or that bread when he multiplied it. I think he just enjoyed giving it out. I don't even think he ate with, you know, Peter and them when he made that breakfast at the seaside. I think that they just ate and he enjoyed watching them eat. Holy ghost is for the external. It's when we give a great praise and the power of God come upon us and we just give forth a great praise Like what came upon David when he danced on his clothes. That was from Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost caused us to roll around and jerk and move and all those things in the form of praise because of our worship. Holy Spirit is internal. Tells us and leads us in all truth. What to do, what not to do. How to think, how not to think. Discovering, insight, words of wisdom. All that is Holy Spirit. But we cannot receive Holy Spirit without first receiving Holy Ghost. King James is the first, you know, standard English way before the Geneva and the Great Book. Those are from Britain. But King James was from England and he got that from Julius Caesar and all of them. In King James Version, it demonstrates and it talks about how Christ got baptized by John and he said, Holy Ghosts came in the form of a dove. He never spoke about Holy Spirit and called Holy Spirit Holy Ghost or called. Like sometimes we call God Lord. Like we say Lord God, but Lord is Christ. But we just so used to it because that's how many people speak. And that's how we've been taught. That's like if you are taught to open the apple a certain way, you're going to keep doing it that way. If you've been brought up for your mother to cook a certain way, you're going to probably take some of those habits away. So that's how we've been taught. And we was taught A means A, B, C, D. I went to Africa. They don't speak alphabets in long vowels. They speak them in short vowels. It's a, ba ka, da. That changes the whole language around. The singular, the adjective, the verbs, the pronunciation. the pronunciation. To them, their vows are, I mean, their long vows are actually short vows. It's the opposite to our way of speaking. And we always say the Lord, like in the Bible, the Lord thy God giveth thee. Jesus say, I am Lord of lords. He didn't say my father is Lord. I'm Lord of you, lords. We got to know what to call which one. Cannot call God Lord. He's not Christ. He's the creator of all things and the preserver of light and life. Can I call Jesus Jehovah? Cannot call Father Master. Cannot call Father teacher. Even though everything come from him, but he names everything specifically. He called Christ by those names. Specifically, that's his identity. Our master, our shepherd. He said, I am your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Christ always released his identity on us. Because he given us the same thing that he has. We even sit where he sits. He could have set us us at his right side. No, we sit where he sit at God's right side. He commissioned us to do what he done and greater than what he done. He's a shepherd and he told Peter, feed my sheep, command him to do what he done. That's what the gospel is all about, doing what he done here. Dominating is populating. I have to get out right now. Go out right now. (laughs) And God had me to get on here and speak a little bit. It's a time for everything. I might play around sometimes and do this and do that, but it's a time to be very serious. The friends that you have, the friends that I have, I want you to look around for a second. You don't have to look at them around. You can look by knowing them. What areas in their lives are dominating? Who's being impacted because of their existence around them right now? How are they benefiting and who are they benefiting from? Your friends, the ones you see every day. And how come we always have a set of friends who wants to compete and compare? You could be like, I'm not that type of person. Look what God doing for me. Oh, look what God doing for me. Mm hmm. Do we have friends that's just enjoying life or do we have friends that's out here snatching people out the enemy's hand because of the issues of life? Now I get why God had me to be pulled away from the ladies that I was in. You know, I grew up with and they still we keep in touch but they know I'm on assignment because many right now, you know, traveling and enjoying different parts of the earth. And that's good. And I'm happy for you, but that's not why you're created. Neither am I. My enjoyment come from him being released. Because he's not coming back to find my passport. He's not coming back to find any pictures that I have taken in in these countries. He's not coming back to find my home. He's not coming back to find my Lamborghini. He's not coming back to find anything that would perish away. He's coming back to find souls. So who am I in this for? Who am I in this for? Who did I publish that book for? God said, I know what I'm doing with that publishing company regarding public rising your book, but I need you to follow me, Credesha. Because if you went far with that book like they're going to take you, because you're with a great publishing company and you're a self-publisher, but I need you to be in Temple Hills right now. I don't need you to be in New York trying to get a bestseller stamp on your books. I need you to be right here. He took everything out of my way for me not to be right here in Suitland, Temple Hills area. I have to be here because everything I'm encountering now would not have been encountered. I would not know my purpose. I would not know his plan if I was going along with another plan. So he had to gain my focus. And now that I'm in position, I'm right where I need to be. Now he is moving on my behalf like never before. Things that's been given to me that I don't even have to work for. I'm trying to tell you. Neither do you. We are favored. We are favored. I'm not being around people who just live in life. I'm being around those who are aware of their true identity concerning eternal life. People going to encounter God while I'm on the beach. And I'm going to enjoy attempting to walk on water, just having fun with it. Because I have faith. I'm going to walk before I leave here more than once. Just because I can. And what's the point of it? Because I can. (laughs) I'm going to multiply food because I can. I'm going to raise the dead because I can. And I have risen the dead. The last person God used to raise up from the dead, she OD'd on heroin. And I said, not today. Not today. It took about 25 to 30 minutes, but she got up. She was wobbling, but she got up. And guess what? She went home to her kids. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Don't play with God. You ask God something, he going to tell you. I said, God, send me to a person who needs you right now, a right now miracle, a right now breakthrough. Turn around. Just that fast. He said, turn around. It was that close to me. Turn around. So think about it. We don't ask. See, we asking for things like things that will perish. Father, can I have? Can I? No. Ask, what can I do? Who needs you? Who needs you? Where, 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 where? Behind you, beside you, in front of you. My God. And if we don't ask all these people around us daily that we don't even know, but he do. See, that's what I'm in this for, for him. And that's why I'm so powerful, like you. Because I'm not playing around. No, I'm not. Not at all. My father in prison right now so proud to even conceive a, a daughter like this. My God.
1: Wow. Bragging.
0: You know how parents brag? My daughter's out there preaching the gospel. <laughs> She's going all over the place. <laughs> she believes. She even helping my belief. I grew up. They were saying, what are you going to be? I didn't want to tell them a pastor, but what I did, I mean, skip down a pastor, a preacher. I said, I preach. I preach. I said, I preach. And many people would say to me, they'll laugh. Preaching? They ain't no job. There ain't no real job. How are you going to get your bills paid and stuff like that doing that? I'm not thinking about bills. God take care of that. It's just that simple for me. I'm not going to complicate my life here. He take care of everything. I don't have to ask for anything. He already know. I do his work. He's going to fulfill what I need. That's why I don't have no wants. I wouldn't even ask God for, for anything right now. I just thank him for him being who he is right now because he never changed. My focus is helping others. And as I help others, God helps me. i never be with a need or a want. And there's so much coming into my life because of it. He said, you have that because you ask not. Be mindful what you're asking though. Be mindful. Is it going to benefit you or all of society? You understand? Not going to be open. What's open? New discoveries, new opportunities. 75, 75 people, probably more than that, between the end of last year and this year, Many suicide attempts, and guess what? They all messaged me. That's why I stay logged in, because one person messaged me, and God had to keep them, you know, minister unto them, not to go along with it until I logged back in, because God knew how I how I would feel, how I w- would have felt, and I mean, excuse me, how I would have felt, I <laughs> felt but felt, excuse me, <laughs> oh God, how I would have felt if I would have heard that message that they did it and I wasn't around or available to be there to, you know, get them through that. And when God kept that person throughout the whole night, having them to keep saying they're going to kill themselves and didn't actually do it, I was available. Many of them messaged me on Facebook. People would say all the time, people are not going to always comment on stuff to show people what they're going through. So they have it available. You can email me or just message me on Messenger. 75, probably more than that, between the end of last year and this year, and guess what? They were saying things like, "I got the gun to my head. I already got the sheet tied up. I'm about to just tie it around my neck. I got the razor blade. I already drew the water in the, in the tub. Got the gun in my face. I'm about to jump off this bridge. I'm about to crash my car. I'm about to get in my car, close my garage, and have my car running to die off of carbon monoxide." All these things came to me, and I said the same thing to every single one of them. You're just thinking about where you are right now. That's all you can see is your current state right now. You have to see further than that. You have to see it's going to get better than that. Didn't it get better than the last time that you came out of? Didn't God get you through that? What makes you think he's going to leave you right here now? It's better than this. It's more coming from this. Don't be selfish and think about yourself because you're a purpose to be here. You're here for somebody else. Don't do that. It's more to live for. You're going to smile again. You're going to be happy again. Give yourself another chance. And they all listen. And when I see them or walk past them, somebody I have even met yet, I can see that look on their face like, I am so glad that I didn't do it. And they give all the glory and honor unto God. Thank you, God, so much that I didn't do it for you helping me. And they, they out of town on yachts and all kinds of things, enjoying life, buying pets and everything, getting married, having kids. See how God used us? I don't really testify too many of people's, you know, things because that God used me to do because I want them to testify their own testimony. Can no one testify more than you, better than you? And you're the one who went through it. This is my time. is He in us than he's in the world. Thank you.